You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey there, this is Danielle. And this is Jamie. Welcome to episode 59 of the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast. I am super excited for today's interview. It's another episode of our Unlock the Mystery series. And we'll be talking to Amanda Tress about how she has built a seven-figure business. So we're really excited to jump into this. Her business is amazing. It is. She has grown so much in such a short period of time. So people are going to love this interview. I see her stuff all over the place. She is everywhere. She's everywhere. It's pretty cool. I love that it's about fitness. You know my feelings on working out. (laughs) I am a little less, what's the right word? Passionate. (laughs) about exercise than you are, but that's just due to my general propensity to injure myself. (laughs) You you do. I mean, I feel like sometimes we need to wrap you in bubble wrap. I think that if I could come up with exercise that didn't in like, maybe I need to do like the aerial yoga or something where I'm like not impacting things. Maybe that's the thing for me because I, if I'm hitting a surface, it seems like that's when we have problems. I did aerial yoga. I know this. Did you like it? It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. It was so much fun. I felt like an acrobat. I really did. It was awesome. There's a place around the corner from where I live that is. So for everyone who may be listening for the first time, I live in Las Vegas, which of course is a huge town for Cirque du Soleil. And there is a studio around the corner from me that does aerial. They do yoga. They do all kinds of stuff. But they basically, they also just teach you how to be an aerialist. And I think that they are two like popular trainers like in the Cirque set. So yeah, I'm really very afraid of it, but also intrigued. I wish this was video because you could see the like utter excitement that is like <laughs> coming off of me. My mouth is open. I'm like, what? I was just there. How did I not know this? Yeah. And actually the funniest thing is the place where we went to lunch when you were here. It's like they share a wall. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe it's better. I didn't know because then <laughs> we wouldn't have been as successful and <laughs> as we were in our trip, because I would have been there asking them to teach me how to flip around. Area <laughs> yoga. It was very cool. It was, I wish, so I'm currently committed to two gyms right now and that's the, my household limit for the number of gyms I'm allowed <laughs> to join. <laughs> this was an actual discussion I had and, and I get and, limited uh, on planners I can buy. You yeah. get limited on 
gyms you can join. It's this is us in a nutshell right there. It really is. So I have a, a local friend here who I call my workout wife and she drags me to all the gyms. It's amazing. And she always finds like free trials at gyms, which is so cool. And she found us like some free classes at the yoga place that did aerial yoga. And I was so close to signing up and I had to have a real conversation with myself where I said, this would be your third gym. And that <laughs> would need like an intervention. So um, I only do it on the occasion when I can drop in. That's fantastic. What are the two gyms that you belong to now? So my favorite gym is Fit Foundry, which I'm constantly Instagramming on my Insta stories because they are so much fun. And I also have a local spin gym that I go to that is cool. But Fit Foundry definitely has my heart. So if they're listening, hi guys. (laughs) That's awesome. So before we get too distracted, I think talking about our favorite workouts, let's talk a little bit about Amanda, because this is such a cool interview. People are going to love this. Amanda Tress is a personal trainer and a digital marketing strategist. She combined these passions to create the faster way to fat loss. So if you haven't heard Amanda's name, I'm guessing at this point, if you are on Instagram, you have probably heard of the faster way to fat loss. She launched this program in 2016 with only 11 clients. Today, the faster way to fat loss is a multi-million dollar fitness business, helping thousands of clients per month to achieve their fitness goals. Let's dive into the interview. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. I am so excited to include you in our series, which is Unlock the Mysteries, where we are talking all about money, because I know that this is a journey that you've been very transparent about on Mm -hmm. social media. So I was so excited that you said yes to joining us, because I think people are going to be very excited to hear about the different stages of your business and how you've grown. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always said if I didn't do fitness, I would do finances. So this conversation is right up my alley. And I was thrilled to see some of of the topic ideas. So thank you. Of course. So let's jump in. For those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself, what kind of work you do and where you work. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a mom of three, which is is my uh, most intense and challenging job. But <laughs> I'm also the creator of the Faster Way to Fat Loss, which is a six-week intermittent fasting and carb cycling program. It has quickly become the best program in the market, and we are serving up to about 10,000 active clients per month at this point. We also have a certification course for other wellness professionals who would like to run the faster way to fat loss uh, for their own clients. So that's a unique part of my business model. And, and some of the revenue streams that we'll discuss. I work out of my home in Clearwater Beach, Florida area. I absolutely love being in Florida. Uh, my husband and I, who we are actually elementary school sweethearts, best <laughs> friends since first grade, we decided to move down here a couple years ago because winter's a choice and we were sick of Midwest winters. So that's just a little bit about myself. I love the idea that winter is a choice. As oh, yeah. everyone knows, I am a desert dweller. So, and I'm originally from yes. the East Coast, and I don't miss winter uh, at all. It's same. Uh, we're I recording this in early October, and our temps mm-hmm. are pretty much high 70s right now. And I'm like, oh, I love Vegas fall. Yes, exactly. Yep, we're like 70s, low 80s. Of course, it's a little bit humid here compared to where you are, mm-hmm. but I, I love it, love it, love it. You mentioned that you are the founder of The Faster Way to Fat Loss. Tell us a little bit about what you do in your business and how you've got that structured. Yeah, good question. So I'm a 
personal trainer uh, by career background in addition to a digital marketing consultant. So that's kind of an important piece as we discuss. I personally now spend much more time leading a team and speaking with people like yourself about legal issues, (laughs) thinking in terms of how to scale the business. Uh, But I also have some career experience in a a business incubator model, business acceleration. Uh, So for me, it's really important to always consider how can we scale? How can we uh, remain saleable? Those types of issues are, are top of mind. Right now, in regard to the business, we run the six week Faster Way to Fat Loss program. And we also do these recruitment cycles for other professionals who want to become certified to run their own Faster Way to Fat Loss programs with their clients. And, and so now we've actually created a pretty substantial coaching community, uh, which has helped us expand the movement and scale pretty quickly. And in 2019, that's really going to be my big focus is taking that that coach community to the next level and elevating that partnership so that I can say, hey, we are the very best opportunity for women in the wellness industry who want to make real money. I love that. And I really love your message because I think that one of the things that I know about you, for those who don't know, I have known Amanda for years from Mm. my former job. And I've had an opportunity kind of from the sidelines to watch Amanda grow in her business. I absolutely love the success that you've seen. But the thing that I think is one of the most notable aspects that I think makes you different as a business leader is that you really have this abundance mindset, Mm. that you are a big believer in sharing and generosity. And I really think that that is important for people to hear about. Could you tell people a little bit about your stance there? I am a firm believer in the concept that if if you help other people get what they want, you will then also be blessed and, and really be able to accomplish your goals. When I was in my young 20s, my main goal, top of mind, was to be a millionaire by 30. And, you know, it worked really hard uh, to kind of hit some of those financial milestones. And frankly, when I did, I realized that money does not satisfy. And I know everyone listening can agree with that. And it's kind of one of those obvious concepts, but I almost have to set some of those goals and hit them and then realize, gosh, this isn't fulfilling. Uh, there is more to life and I need to have a purpose that that goes beyond myself and beyond financial goals. And so I said, you know what, for my company, for my life, for my family, I'm going to set some core values. And the, the first core value, the most important is going to be generosity, generosity, integrity, excellence, and bold action. Those are my core values. And everything I do, every decision I make, I I consider those core values. Now I've been able to say, you know what? I have this background in personal training. I have this background in digital marketing, but my highest value in the marketplace is actually to equip and empower other women to earn significant income so they can then recirculate their own wealth to their family, their church and community. I believe that is the most important way to solve problems in the world. And only when I'm really focused on equipping, empowering other people, am I personally fulfilled and satisfied as I work toward my own and really focus on that unique purpose that drives me. I love that so much. So now since this is a podcast that really is focused on money, I'd love Mm -hmm. to talk to you about finances. And we really do appreciate that you are willing to kind of open up yourself and talk candidly Mm -hmm. about money. So Mm -hmm. where are you financially with your business these days? 
Yeah. Yeah. Really good question. So right now we're doing about 1.2 million per month and we are on a rocket ship, as I would say, <laughs> and as my coach community would say, uh, we have been growing every month. We are looking in terms of how can we uh, bring on X number of clients to then hit those $10 million months. So that is is really kind of what we're planning for. Uh, we'll do a strong eight figures in 2019. Uh, we're going to be growing exponentially because we are focused on bringing on some some builders through 2019 who are going to really take the coach community to the next level. So we've been having a lot of upper level conversations uh, with builders who are going to come in and, and the goal is to accelerate them to a million dollars in, in their own annual revenue as quickly as possible. Again, you know, right now 1.2, uh, I feel good about that number, but the, the, the next short term goal would be 100 million uh, annually. And then um, we're going to move forward from there. So I'd like to get a little bit into the history there, because I can guarantee mm-hmm. you that a lot of people are hearing 1.2 million. That is mm-hmm. out of my league. And mm-hmm. I know that we could go into a very long conversation about the idea of limiting beliefs when it comes mm-hmm. yes. to money. But for people mm-hmm. who are earlier in the career, they may be looking at giving themselves a high five for their first four figure month mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. their sort of digital business, whether it's as a blogger, an influencer, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. What tips do you have for people? How did you look at your business? And first of all, I'm going to throw out there. I know I'm getting off track, but I love the mm-hmm. idea of the millionaire by 30 because I did. Yes. Have you ever read The Snowball about Warren Buffett? No, I need to. If you need a 37-hour audiobook, it's very compelling, but it's very long uh-huh. and detailed. But he also had a similar mindset where he was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. make this much by this age, and that's that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for those people who are looking at this saying, okay, I'm really early, what mm-hmm. does that scale look like? What does mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. trajectory look like? Yeah, good question. And and what I would love to do is kind of back up and say that even when I was starting out, and even when I created the Faster Way to Fat Loss, which was actually January 2016, I thought in terms of how can I iterate in zeros and how can I maintain some scalable recurring and passive revenue streams simultaneously? You know, that's I'll also keeping that perspective of how can I remain saleable? When I started the Faster Way to Fat Loss in January 2016, I had 11 clients, not 1100, 11 11, one, one. I said, you know what? I want to test this. I want to see if I can get some traction in the marketplace. I literally went to my former workplace. I walked around belly to belly. I met with people. I said, hey, listen, I have something new. I think you're a perfect fit. I'll be back by your office in 10 minutes to pick up a check. Let's get going on this. And I literally strong-armed people into joining me for the Fast Way to Fat Loss. And trust me, they were not thrilled about it. I had <laughs> former clients. Literally, I have a former client, Sherry. She's like, oh, goodness. I know I need to do this. I don't want to do it. I pick up my check from her. I gave her a 50% discount. A week later, she texts me, I don't think I can do it. Fasting seems too hard. I'm going to back out. I said, nope, I want you to be alive for your grandbabies and thriving. You're doing this with me. So, so again, you know, I started this particular program 2016, January, 2016 with 11 clients. And when I started it, I said, okay, I'm going to bring on clients in this six week program, which is scalable revenue. It's $199 per client. Whether I have 10 clients or 100, I'm going to have the same amount of work because I created a virtual bootcamp model. And then after bringing them through this six-week program, I will add them to a VIP membership 
where that's a recurring revenue model, they're paying month over month, you know, kind of automatic withdrawal uh, type situation. And then about 18 months ago is when I launched the coach certification in beta, which is scalable revenue. But then I do retain a commission for every client who goes through the program on behalf of another certified coach, uh, which for me is really passive. That's passive revenue. Um, so, so again, scalable revenue, passive revenue, recurring revenue, that was always important to me. And then thinking in terms of how can I iterate and zeros. How can I uh, improve model once I get traction in the marketplace? How can I just simply do a little bit of growth hacking and generate more leads? You know, once I have the systems in place, it's just really a math <laughs> math equation. It's just a problem of needing more eyeballs on the content. So, um, you know, thinking in terms of, of how to increase volume there. Even when everyone listening is starting out, be, be really considering that long-term strategy. If you are simply creating a product and selling the product and you don't have a long-term strategy, you are probably going to create a job for yourself and nobody wants that. We all need a strategy right there from the get-go. And even if you're just testing the marketplace, getting some traction with a beta, you should still have kind of an end game in mind and consider how to increase that lifetime value of the client over time. So hopefully that makes sense, Danielle. That does. I love everything that you just said. And I think it's important that everything you have mentioned, the lessons that you have learned, these are all applicable at every Mm. stage of business. And Mm -hmm. I think that what's very telling is you're still applying the same sort of principles that you did when Mm -hmm. you had 11 clients to now when you have 1.2 million coming in monthly. So it's the idea of, I know that I'm quoting like a big companies thing. And it's probably Disney, the think big. <laughs> yes, yes. That's Disney, right? I'm not a huge Disney person. Don't, yeah. don't, don't come at me with the pitchforks, people. <laughs> um, but I think it's that idea of even if you are not in that position now, what is it mm-hmm. that you have to offer that can mm-hmm. take you there? Yes. Um, so I love that idea. So you mentioned that in your plans for growth, you're really looking at building that coaching community and mm-hmm. helping other people and enabling them to build their wealth. Are there any yes. other things that you're working on within your growth plans? Yeah. So right now, our big priority... And- and maybe not part of the growth plan specifically, like, you know, the coach community and elevating that, but big, big, big priority right now is um, working on our backend systems and technology. I recently hired a brand new director of technology. She's fantastic. She has scaled her own company from an idea on a napkin to 25 million um, and then gone on to sell. She is so wonderful with all things backend and technology. And our biggest pain points as we've grown have been technology. Just being totally transparent, we've had a lot of hiccups and a lot of issues and we've tried to integrate certain things and we've kind of bootstrapped and and done some things that are homemade as we've launched the beta or the MVP and now it's time to take the back end to the next level. Um, So right now I am on constant phone calls with our new uh, support staff for the back end. And that is not the best use of my time usually, but right now it's the top priority. So what we're doing is rolling out a brand new uh, coach back office and uh, POS. And it's, you know, a lot of things that I don't understand, like IPv6 and IPv4 and how they talk. And like, I, (laughs) this is not my wheelhouse, Danielle. Like I, 
I don't even know what I just said. Um, but that is what I'm spending most of my time focused on right now because, um, you know, good problems to have, we grew very fast, but again, we bootstrapped because I'm a firm believer in having a, an MVP or, or a beta that you, uh, you know, kind of throw up against the wall and see if it gets traction in the marketplace. And if it does, then you spend more money to create better systems and elevate the technology. Um, so that's my big, big priority for the next three months. Um, and to be honest with you, I've been holding back on sales for about six months now. I haven't been able to really put the pedal to the metal on sales, hopefully shortly after the new year, actually, not hopefully, shortly after the new year, I'm gonna be able to really hit it hard with sales. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that once we get the back end secured. That's incredible. And I think one thing that I definitely take from that, and we've talked a lot about this in various episodes, is the importance of having the right team in place, knowing yes. your strengths, mm-hmm. and making sure that you have the people who can support you in your vision. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, the joke that I always make, I am not ever and I never did touch any of the accounting. Like it's mm-hmm. just I don't yes. want to. <laughs> when it comes <laughs> down to it, I can read a PL. I can do all of those things. I don't yeah. want to use QuickBooks. <laughs> yeah. And no one in the business wants me mm-hmm. to use QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important. And it's kind of an ongoing message that if you want the ability to scale, you have to make sure you are investing Yes, in the right yes. people who can take you where you want to go. Yes, 100%. And I think, you know, one of the things that I did early in my entrepreneurial journey and career is I would hire someone who was cheap. I would say, okay, yeah. you know, this person is affordable. This person is going to give me, you know, 10 hours for X amount. Where recently I've realized it's like the light bulb went on, like, oh, I just need to hire the dream team. Right. Like, I just need to go straight for the best of the best. Uh, and so I have literally a document with my dream team. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, it is my dream and I don't know, you know, if, and when I'll get the, or, or I don't know when I'll get these people on the dream team, but I know it will happen. And it's just like, I mean, every person I've written down on that dream, even if it seemed like there's no way they would ever leave what they're doing now. Cause they've got a great, somehow they came around cause I had them on that. Le- and now it's like, that's when we're able to get to the next level. So I'm, I'm over hiring people who are just, you know, affordable and I'm going for it. And, and it always pays off when you hire the right people. So you're absolutely right. I think that that's such good advice. And that's something I have talked about this so much. I'm like, a am a control freak. I'll be the first mm-hmm. person to admit it. And it was hard <laughs> for me to let go. But now mm-hmm. realizing that the company can be better served mm-hmm. by having other people handle that so that I can do other things. It's yes. just like, oh, well, that was a lesson I wish I'd learned a lot earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. So um, so since we're wrapping up, I do have one question. And this, I think, is really important for people who are in that earlier stage of business. And what is something that you wish you had known earlier in your Mm -hmm. business about money? What is one of those lessons that you kind of look at and you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't made either that mistake or let's not call it a mistake, Mm -hmm. that learning opportunity? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great question. I could go so many different ways with this. Um, And I listened to the podcast that that you and Jamie did about kind of your money mindset and a few things. I think for me, if I would have had a better understanding of money mindset and what does influence our money mindset, if I had that understanding earlier, we would already be a $100 million company. I was, you know, very influenced by my upbringing and my parents and different things. And my watch, I watched my older sister go bankrupt and I watched, you know, my family mismanage money and, and I watched my, my family criticize 
people who had money. And, and so for me, you know, there, there was a lot of that in my background, but also too, it was like my whole career up until about two years ago, I was working toward getting positive affirmation from family members. I was just so, so committed to, to hearing, you know, good job, well done. And what happened was when I did become a millionaire by 30, I was just waiting, waiting, waiting for that positive affirmation and that good job. And what happened was I was more criticized and, you know, hit that million dollar mark and had family in town. And the first thing out of their mouth is just because you're a millionaire now, it doesn't mean you should keep dirty dishes in the sink. Oh, no. And I had this this aha moment that, you know what, it doesn't matter what they think, because the more I work toward positive affirmation from family, the more criticism I'm receiving. And so I finally released myself from from this need to to get positive affirmation. And when I did that, my business did a 10x. You know, it was like, OK, here we are now. So. I'm not going to worry about anyone else anymore and what they think. I'm just going to settle into my purpose and really focus on my zone of genius and highest value in the marketplace and help other people because I'm, I have a responsibility to create the best opportunity in the marketplace for other women who want to make real money. And it has nothing to do with my background or my family or positive. And so it was like, once I finally had, had that aha moment, I was able to really scale really big. Um, and so I wish that 10 years ago, I would have understood that concept a little bit more. Um, and, and, and I wish I would have had the right intentions or motivations for hitting those financial goals. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and, you know, I'm glad that we are where we are today, but I just know I could be much further, uh, with that impact in the marketplace if I hadn't been, you know, so worried about some of those other things behind the scenes. Such good advice. And that's not something I think that enough people talk about. Out. And I yeah. can tell you that the mm-hmm. phrase that I grew up with was, hmm, must be nice. Yes. And <laughs> and it it's one of those <laughs> things where I still, I have caught myself doing it. And you just kind of have to say, no, yeah, yep. that yep. is mm-hmm. nice. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm going to celebrate that nice thing mm-hmm. that this person has. And yep. it has really changed quite a lot in what you mm-hmm. can do in business when you release. I love that yes. idea. So I think mm-hmm. that the message there is release the old yes. limiting beliefs for sure. Yes, absolutely. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for being here. Can we jump into our rapid fire questions that we ask all absolutely. of our guests? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Number one, coffee or tea? Coffee. I don't drink either. And I always feel like I'm supposed to have a solid love of one of them. So, oh my gosh, have you tried <laughs> Nespresso machine coffee? Because I, can't have I oh, girlfriend. I oh know. my gosh. Well, for those who are listening who are coffee drinkers, <laughs> I am not an affiliate for Nespresso, but I have sold more Nespresso machines than Nespresso themselves on Insta Stories <laughs> because I am obsessed with Nes- the Nespresso machine. That I'm is drinking so my funny. Nespresso right now. I love it. Okay, question two. And and I'm yeah. definitely curious for your answer here. What's your favorite book? It can be business or not business. Yeah, my favorite book right now is called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And it's all about how to overcome the upper limit problem that many of us have that prevents us from experiencing more success. Excellent. Question three, what was the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? What did you do for yourself? Good question. I went on a Disney cruise with the family. I had set the goal, you know, a couple of years before and uh, I enjoyed every last minute of that Disney cruise. Uh, that was after we hit our, our first million dollar year and we've gone on a couple since and they are just the best. That's amazing. Do you have a word for the year? And if so, what is it? I do. My word for this year is 
elevate. And that has been my big focus is to elevate all of our systems, elevate what we're doing with with our business model and opportunity. I love that word elevate. Love it. And do you are you an Apple or a PC person? I'm an Apple person. Now our very last thing is can you tell everyone where they can find you? I can. Thank you so much for asking. The best place to connect with me is on Instagram at Amanda Tress. I'm also on Facebook, but I would say I'm I'm most active on Instagram. And of course, I do have online chat via my website, fasterwaytofatloss.com as well. And we will put links to everything in the show notes. I will say I follow you on Instagram and I like to vicariously go to home goods with you. So <laughs> I like to think that someday I'll come visit you. We'll go to your home goods and Absolutely. we're just going to look for home decor together. And it's going to be amazing. Yes. Let's schedule that might be sooner than you think. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure to learn about your business. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Well, if I wasn't already obsessed with that business, um, I am even more so now. She's awesome. (laughs) She, I really appreciate how much Amanda dived in and talked about the money and talked about the lessons that she's learned. It's just so helpful, I think, to anybody building a business. So even if you're not trying to build a seven-figure empire, I think that her lessons can really be applied to people at any stage of business. I totally agree. And if we used curses on this, I'd call her a bad... But we don't use curses. This is a clean podcast, people. That's right. Um, We'd love to hear all about our HQ members. What do you guys do to work out? Do you work out? Whose school are you in, Jamie or Danielle? (laughs) If you're not already a member of the HQ, you can find us at businessease.com slash HQ. If you need show notes for this episode, you can visit businessease.com slash episode 59. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group, for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.